Welcome to Star Search Scouts with your hosts, Anne. This is not where you want to be. And Adam. Just a simple man trying to make my way in the cosmos. The Krabby Patties are very dry today. Welcome, my friends. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. <laughs> I am maxing out the audio in the little file. I can see it here. Yeah, he was a bit of a ham, wasn't he? I am easily offended <laughs> that you are not <laughs> patrons of this show. Uh, that you're not telling all your friends. You have not left a five-star review. There's still masks that I could give you. <laughs> Some of you are not vaccinated yet. Yeah. That better not be the case. Y'all y'all better be vaccinated now. Get the fucking vaccine. My God. What the... F- yeah. Nobody is... Nobody's turning into, like you know, a plant, um, none of these bullshit conspiracy theories are even close to being true. Just fucking but get it. But one time, my friend's cousin knew uh-huh. this one guy who, yeah. like, totally died. Did, did he die of cancer? His whole head fell off. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It was the, the Moderna. That's what the Moderna will do. Oh. If you get- to everybody, right? All the people. All, All the people. of the people that get it. Jesus Christ. Your head will fall off. <laughs> Conspiracy theories voted definitely true by dipshit Uncle Quarterly. The first shot is the ship just barreling at the camera. Yeah. You know, going at warp speed. Charging into adventure. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I, I have to stop doing that because, like, I'll just be hoarse by the end of this. I yeah, gotta, definitely. <laughs> I got to quit doing that. <laughs> But anyway, Ahab is given his star log. And I'm and I know we've talked about it already, but star log <laughs> Sail sailing ship captains don't say sea log or water log. They just say log. I think that they're going for a old timey space thing to say. Maybe sure. that's as generous as I can be with that. I, but it kinda sucks. Yeah, it's not good. It just gives you, you know, nineteen fifties Rocket Man kind of vibes. No none of the other shows say Starlog. No, it's all Captain's Log and yeah. everything like that. Uh I'm thinking though that with stuff like that and with phase cannons like how we were mm. talking about um, yeah. on the Last episode, it's like, these are the old-timey terms, because this is 100 years before yeah. uh, the the shows you saw. It just wears thin, is what I'm saying. It, it's, a, it's a very thin premise. It's a little thin, but I don't totally hate it. Like, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make me just go like, oh, watch well, <laughs> you know. No, it doesn't make me do that either. <laughs> that's, that's quite a reaction. <sighs> There's a lot worse in this show, and even in this episode uh, than that. But yeah, the cool thing is though that our opening shot interior is right on Porthos. Oh, I know. And this is this is breezy. Oh, okay. This is definitely breezy. Breezy the Beagle. Yeah, Prada has a lot more color on her chest. Um, breezy has much more of a wide white chest. So this is definitely okay. breezy. I love that you noticed that because I have not noticed the difference between the two dogs. <laughs> they're they're very close. They're very close. I had to really look at the pictures. Um, like I said, there's no picture of Wendy, the other dog. Mm. He's talking to Porthos, really. Uh, but he's also, you know, doing his log. And he's talking about how he's trying to get them to Riza again. And he's actually packing a bag this time. And it's a bag. It's I a love bag. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the TNG era, they have those stupid cylinder things. 
that can't hold anything. Those are terrible. It's like, it's a space bag. I don't know. <laughs> but there's no need to make a future space bag no, kind of thing. No, not at all. It, it's, a bit, it's a bit silly. So I like that he has a real bag. Uh-huh. And... Did you notice the graphic the logo. on the bag? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's water polo, baby. <laughs> For the North American Championships 2134. Totally sick bag, bro. What in the world is in that bag? But yeah, and he talks about Soraya Bay where like there's villas built into the cliffs surrounding it and I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Give me give me more details about the resorts on Riza. I really love that they are now, I think, two episodes mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in trying, <laughs> trying to, to get, get to, to Riza <laughs> and can't ever get there. I love this. Oh, I no. hope this is the rest of the series is just <laughs> them trying to get to Riza. <laughs> And then something always comes up and they can't do it. It's like the Jeffersons trying to reach the east side. <laughs> oh, don't you wish? Yeah, no. Captain it's... Starlog, we're going to move on up to Riza. <laughs> so, God, I can't even imagine. Um, he gets interrupted by Paul telling him about a distress call. And he's like, oh. he tells Porthos that his walk on the beach will have to wait. She looks very sad and disappointed. It's very effective. Yeah. I feel very sad now. She like goes and like settles down and puts her head down. I do think it's weird that Archer's whole thing, what he's going to do on Ryza, is what Picard's plan was for Ryza. Yeah. This is not the same character. No. This guy is not Jean-Luc Picard, okay? Like he, no. It, it, it would make so much more sense if he was like, I'm going to hit the beach, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to play some water sports. Right. It just does not ring true to me at all that- He's going to read. Ahab Archer is just going to be like, I'm going to sit quietly and, and read my read book. Read a book. And, yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It doesn't work at all. Not Flyboy Archer. Like, no fucking way. He's going to go down to Riza and he's going to get mighty tipsy on some, like, margaritas. Stargaritas. Yeah, stargaritas. There you go. Anyway, oh, Jesus. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but he's going to get tipsy on those and he's going to walk around, like, you know, like, explore Riza a little bit and then he's gonna go to his room he's gonna get shit hammered yeah and then uh do whatever the Rizian equivalent of like parasailing is <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's gonna get shit hammered and jump on sea dews yep w- that oh kind definitely. of float or space sea do- I don't know whatever uh, with trip like that's uh-huh. that's what he's gonna do yep he's not gonna sit there and be like Ah, nice view, and I'll just read an old book. <laughs> no. Nuh-uh. That's no, just not, not this guy. No, 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 no. Identify yourself, Captain Archer. So after that incredibly adorable, breezy Porthos image, we go to the theme. Rain or shine, I'll be the one to share it all as life goes on. We share It's a quick cold open. It's over already, and we are already looking at the man himself, Mr. Red Death, Lex Luthor, Mr. Krabs, the Kurgan, he was in Buckaroo Banzai. Fuck yeah. He was in. He was in two episodes of Lost. 
Starship Troopers. He was the guy yes. that threw. Wait, did he throw the knife or did the knife get thrown into his hand? I forgot. No, he threw the knife. He threw the knife yeah. into the kid's hand. Yeah. He was in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. He was the evil guard yep. in Shawshank Redemption. Yep. And just about every fucking cartoon voice ever. Like, seriously, if you don't know who Clancy Brown is, I seriously question if you've ever seen anything good ever. It's pretty awesome. Because, like, seriously, the guy has been in everything, and he's awesome. And he's totally recognizable, big, huge dude with this massive voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All charisma and stage presence. And Seriously. I'm so stoked. You, you told me, you told us. Uh, that this episode had a massive guest star at the end of our last episode. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, who is it? And then I love that just we're back from theme and, and bam, boom, there Clancy he is. Brown. Yeah. I, t- I texted you all caps. Clancy Brown. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I was like, yup. Yeah. Totally stoked to see him. Uh, and this is his only star trek appearance yes ever which yeah. is criminal it really is it really is he really deserves to be in so many episodes he could do so many great alien um scary dudes and and stuff like that because him in the as the kurgan in highlander he is fucking terrifying i am in disguise this way no one will recognize me Fuck yeah. He is so scary in that movie. And yet he's so like endearing in so many other things. Dude's got range. So he's dressed in this very flowy robes uh, and has a chin tattoo, which is very reminiscent of the many of the Northwest Coast and Inuit Native American groups. Also, it was for women who had reached puberty. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Definitely like a very specific type of tattoo. I kind of feel bad now for writing the note, very low effort makeup. <laughs> yeah. It does look like they just drew it on with Sharpie marker. Yeah. I don't know if it's inspired by the culture you were describing, right. uh, but it, yeah, it doesn't look like they tried hard on yeah. the set at all. Well, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't inspired by the cultures I was talking about, where else did they get it? Because that's re—it's really specific. And the one that he's wearing looks almost identical to some photographs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. It's kind of like, mm, can you say cultural appropriation? You know, I mean, it's—it's mm, you know, yeah. it's not. It's not good. But anyway, he's he's let his engines get all gunked up with plasma re- residue, and he's terrible about taking care of his ship. And he tells Ahab to thank Florida Man, but Florida Man really wants to thank him because, you know, it's not every day that he gets to look at alien engines. And I'm like, isn't it? it seems pretty frequent. It, it does happen fairly often. Yeah. At least looking at this engine, he didn't end up pregnant. Yes, so yeah. thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do it He tells Ahab he will come to his home and there will be a meal prepared in his honor and to bring Florida Man. And Ahab's like, no, thank you. We have to go to Riza, you know. And Mr. Krabs is having none of that shit. Well, it's not going down like that. Then he tells him about this game called Gascana and it, it sparks Ahab's like, oh, there's a game? 
you know, there's a sport that I can play. And so he finally agrees. During this, the credits are rolling, and a couple of these credits are pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. The writer was Andre Bormanis. Mm -hmm. Check this out. He holds a BS in physics and a master's in science, technology, and space policy, which he earned under the NASA Space Grant Fellowship at George Washington U., he became the science consultant for Star Trek. Like nice. Star Trek overall. Right. In 93. So he's been the science consultant for a long time at this point. Yeah. He's started writing episodes of Voyager. So we'd be looking for a subspace instability in the event horizon. What would make it show up on our sensors? Warp particles. Then he became a full-time writer and eventually co-producer. Yeah. Later on, he's going to be a producer on Enterprise. After this, he worked on Cosmos. Wow, nice. Oh, of course, that makes perfect sense. And now the Orville. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because Brandon Braga was also a part of uh, Cosmos and mm. is also a part of um, the Orville. Yeah. So it's it's obviously like a group of guys, you know, this is my buddy, I'm going to bring him along. Yeah, yeah. It's a crew for sure. Yeah, I just saw that he had, you know, done a ton of uh, various Star Trek projects, written several books on Star Trek. And yeah, he's definitely firmly rooted in the whole Brandon Braga universe. What science fiction, I think, has done, and this has been going back probably 150 years or so now, inspired people to get interested in science. It allows people to understand science from the perspective of art, uh, literature. Uh, It makes it more accessible, especially to young people. The director, David Strayton, has done a ton of sci-fi fantasy genre work, as well as 10 episodes of Enterprise, um, but uh, no other Star Trek series. But this is the first of the 10 episodes that he does. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. Grimm, mm-hmm. Charmed, yep. the new MacGyver, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. You're into MacGyver? That show was so stupid. Oh, I'm MacGyver. I can make a bomb out of a banana peel in a toaster. That show was just a paycheck to me, and nothing more. (laughs) How could he say that? MacGyver is my world. Richard Dean Anderson just pissed off the wrong Richard Dean Anderson fans. He also directed a bunch of episodes of House, uh, and I, I... Love House. That was a good show. But also Fringe. Mm-hmm. Was Fringe good? I never saw any of that. Uh, um, I did enjoy the first two seasons, but I just kind of lost interest in it. Okay. It got really, really weird. Oh. And it just kind of got strange. Yeah. And I can't remember why I didn't ever pick it back up. Okay. I thought about checking yeah. it out, and I was just kind of like, I, I don't know if I've ever heard anything about Fringe. Mm. But uh, our director yeah. for this episode, who I think does a pretty good job overall on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, apparently he worked on Fringe a lot, so that's cool. Mr. Krabs is very serious and tells Ahab that he'll be super offended if he doesn't take him off up on his offer. So he does, and he tells them to dress for warm weather. And at, at that point moment I realized that Ahab has blonde highlights too. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Did they fucking think that they were in like a boy band or something? <laughs> what the hell? That is the nacho crown in the kingdom of Flavortown. Yeah, the only highlights these dudes are going to have is like gray hairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Mr. Crab's ship? 
pretty cool. I like that it was sleek, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like it was a sleek design, mm-hmm. but the pattern on it had this almost like urban camo kind of thing. It was very Star Wars fighter energy, kinda. Yeah, dirty, small, angular. I, it didn't say Star Wars to me. Mm. I don't know. Eh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, the, it. What I kept looking at was that pattern. Yeah. It looked like. A guitar pit guard. There are guitar oh, pit guards yeah. that look like that. Yeah, I've kind of got one. It's called Black Perloid on one of my bases. Okay, yeah, cool. Look, it looks uh, good on a guitar. Yeah, on a ship. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Maybe, <laughs> but uh. it had. Um, I I did like the the red engine light. That was kind of cool. My work will be back to normal. Most of what we see is maybe blue or like a green, and that the red really stood out to me. I was like, oh, that kind of looks cool. Um, but so Ahab is talking to Florida Man about the away mission, and Florida Man's all like, I have too much work to do. And, you know, and basically what it turns out is that he hates the desert. This is a problem. He hates the heat. And I'm like, you're from Florida. <laughs> Yeah, Florida's grosser. Yeah. Florida's worse. Have you ever been somewhere with, like, super dry heat? Yeah, Southern California. Yeah. And Arizona. I've been in the Southwest. Yeah, I've been, I was in um, Colorado. That is so much more pleasant than the middle of summer in anywhere, like, in Florida or Georgia. Yeah, the the Gulf Coast heat, the humidity, I have a lot of experience with. Yeah. I grew up in that. Yeah. And I've been to California a few times and yeah, it's weird. It's so it's super it's weird. so different. It's so different. So different. It's so strange how different they are because you'll just be walking around California and then all of a sudden like you're about to pass out. Like yeah. you're completely dehydrated and you have no idea yeah. how you got that way. But that's like in a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in an actual desert desert. Like what we end up at in this mm-hmm. episode, I, mm-hmm. I've never been there. I've, no, n- me neither. Because I'm me 100% with Florida Man on this. Don't go there. Uh, yeah, the, I am too, but pe- you know. People aren't supposed to be there. No, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> this is not where you want to be. God has designated that a no-human zone. <laughs> Those who will not live by the law shall die by the law. When he says warm, it's like, no, this yeah. is fuck you, Heat. Yeah, exactly. This is get the fuck out of here, all Heat. Of the, all of that just kind of bothers me because I'm like, Heat, mm, uh, dry heat is a goddamn miracle compared to sticky, humid, and high temperatures in the South. So I'm, I just don't entirely buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it wasn't, it just didn't work for me. So if, if he hadn't been such a whiny little turd about this in this moment... When he's like, oh, it's too hot. I don't like it. I don't want, oh, it's recycled water and snake meat. And I'm like, hey, you're, what a fucking adventurer you are. And secondly, it would, if he hadn't done that, and then later he had a really hard time, I'd have been like, oh, that's a really cool twist. But the way he's, like, the whole episode, he's just a, a whiny little asshole. <laughs> you know? So it... There's no, like, interest there. You know what I mean? He did react the way that he said he would react. Right. And it's boring. If he had been like, oh, okay, well, let's do it. You know, we, I did the Australian survival training. I'm with you. Let's do it. And then he had totally just tanked like he does. 
Yeah, <laughs> I could I could see that working. Yeah, if the roles had been reversed. Right. Exactly. If Arch- Archer had been like, I don't know if I want to do anything like the Australian survival training, and then mm-hmm. Trip is like looking at it with nostalgia glasses, like, ah, it wasn't so bad. I got used to recycled water and snake meat. That's a good point. Yeah. So anyway, Ahab threatens him with taking Reed instead. It's super dad energy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Ugh. Fine, I'll just ask your brother. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, I, I thought you'd like to spend time with your captain. <laughs> That's, a, that's so dad. Right? My dad totally did shit like that. Well, I thought you might want to come fishing with, spend some time with your dad. I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. Exactly. And yeah. then go into a <laughs> wet swamp. Alligator-infested swamp. You know, literally no alligators, and it's it's that, that wet heat, that yeah. humid yeah. heat all day uh-huh. long. And it just gets worse it does, it like gets it so does bad. not relent at all you come back all sunburnt and shit but yep. it's all worth it because we and caught bitten. like three fish yeah yeah and you're all bitten up with like yeah. 50 gazillion mosquito bites you know and like oh, <laughs> yeah. jesus i mean come on take malcolm get the fuck out of yeah, here. yeah exactly exactly because you know Malcolm's going to enjoy that shit. Why do people try to drag other people into something? If somebody's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, then I don't want to do that with you because that ruins exactly. the fun if you're miserable. I don't want you to be miserable. I want you to be stoked about whatever the thing is. Why would you bring somebody like that who's who's having a miserable time anyway? Support the show by signing up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. Or leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. Let's keep the show ad-free. Except these. They don't count. So they, they go down. They go down to the planet. It is desert as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the buildings didn't scream a specific culture that they were ripping off. Like, no. Or borrowing from. You know, whatever. I think ripping off is a little, a little cruel. Um, yeah. When you, yeah. You're, you, you gotta make a thing yeah, so that's fine yeah things are generally inspired by something on earth on sci-fi shows it's very obviously a military encampment though really oh yeah there's fucking like lookout posts and like there's like kind of a you know there's there's just a um there's boxes of like supplies that don't look like they really belong there you know and i don't know it just it screamed military encampment to me now that you pointed out i totally get it that make it makes sense and then in the shuttle florida man complains that it's 41 degrees out that's 105 to us americans from beijing to buenos aires from lusaka to london the people of the world have been forced to measure their environment in millimeters and kilograms. And Ahab's like, it's a dry heat, you know? <laughs> People always say, I mean, we said it earlier. Like, Yeah, yeah, like, no, totally. Yeah, they always say that, yeah, but it's a dry heat. It's like, uh, yeah, that means you think you're fine, and then you just, like, die. Right. Because <laughs> the sweat literally evaporates off your skin before you even know you're sweating. The first time I went to California and I was out and about, we were just doing stuff, whatever, and we get back to the house where we were staying, and then just all of a sudden, like I was just like about to pass out. Mm, I don't feel so good. I yeah, mean, there's there's some jet lag, sure, sure, but I mean, not like you know, that, not a whole lot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, but it was different. And I do not nap during the day. I do not right. sleep during the day at all. I never nap, 
And I was just like, oh. I need to go to sleep. And that was the thing. I was totally dehydrated and had no idea. Dehydration like hits different people differently. Like sometimes it makes you really tired. Sometimes it makes you have stomach cramps. Mm. Um, oh God, really bad stomach. I've had that happen where I was super dehydrated and just oh, wow. got like horrible stomach cramps. And then as soon as I drank something, which was like hard because I was having stomach cramps, they go, it went away. Okay. And and some people get like joint pain and like all Ooh. kinds of. I mean, it's it's one of those things that just like hits people differently. They're hanging out and uh, enjoying some food, and mm-hmm. it definitely has Middle Eastern, oh, yeah. North African food vibes for sure. Definitely, they talk about you know Earth and how this planet's mostly desert, and they're eating with both hands, which is not completely accurate as far as Middle Eastern. Oh yeah, North African thing but who cares yeah they're not trying to do that culture they're just kind of borrowing from it then it looks it looks like they're eating like pita bread like some kind of couscous Mm -hmm. something in there that's green and leafy and then some meat that's supposed to be like a goat or a goat analog they gave it a name he names it yeah i I didn't write it down i don't know but it's Mm, it's it's basically goat (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) because they show them earlier so you know um and then they talk about more food and and how florida man is terrible at being in heat again they're just hitting that note all just as hard as they can until it's really really repetitive Mm -hmm. um and ahab talks about the encounter the episode where they have the encounter with the aliens who don't talk and how they put together the phaser cannons one of my favorite episodes and uh it's not really ahab boasting but it's him kind of being able to talk to somebody and tell them the cool stuff that he's done. Yeah, I would definitely not call that like a boasting moment or anything like that Mm-mm. because he was talking about how like we almost gave up. Like we were like we yeah. we're outgunned. And mm-hmm. Florida man mentions hadn't seen him since. Yeah, yeah. Just just like we the only reason that we didn't get fried or something mm-hmm. when they came is just cuz they didn't bother coming back. Like it's right. it's all luck. But he he does seem a little bit proud of it because it's it's it is a point where he, you know, almost turned around but didn't. And the crew, like, came together and, like, beat the beat the bad guys. Let our powers combine. They eat balls. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the essence of the male. Yeah. I love I don't the way know. that that's written. The way that that's written is great, though. Oh, I know. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But boo to them being all squeamish about this. Because this, this seems like something that they would not only know about, but would have probably tried. Why would they have known about it? They've never heard of this place. I don't think they should be... Um, weirded out by eating it because it's it's something that like earth is so connected and they like no i don't know it just doesn't seem realistic that like they would never have heard of you know cultures that eat the whole animal okay yeah i guess i don't know maybe i'm just being picky but that you know what they went for it they were like yeah okay and they were a little freaked out or whatever <laughs> but they didn't like throw it and be like we cannot say oh well, that's disgusting it wasn't yeah. anything like that they just yeah. kind of were like okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and went ahead and took a bite <laughs> i've definitely seen that on uh andrew zimmern oh guy is famous for eating balls yeah dudes eat- <laughs> it's like every fucking episode he eats balls <laughs> Oh, very nice. Ground meat, liver, the balls. Fantastic. This scene also kind of demonstrates the kind of Mediterranean slash Islamic 
you know, North African culture where you treat your guests with like extreme generosity and, right, yeah. and, and hospitality and, you know, you make things that you never, you don't usually make and you give them anything they like. And he tries to give uh, Ahab one of his tapestries that's hanging on the wall and Ahab's like, no, no, I, I don't have anywhere to put it or whatever. And instead of giving him this tapestry, uh, Mr. Crab very casually, and I think in a very, this is very significant, casually offers him this small sculpture that he says says was made by a Suliban captain that he knows. And he gives Ahab this like very significant look when he's like, interesting people, are they not? And then something happens, but like that moment is really cool the way they did it. It is really thoughtful the way that they did it because you're thinking, oh yeah, the Suliban and the show is just mm-hmm. kind of reminding you about the Suliban and mm-hmm. whatever, but that actually ends up being something that is very much in Red Death's mind. Yeah, you guys will believe anything. As And very. for the reason that he's brought Archer specifically there and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to kind of see it again on the second watch and you're like, so it's it's good it's really good <laughs> it is it is and and clancy brown plays it so well like i mean like like we were saying earlier he's a super ham but he does pull this off really well yeah he's got enough charisma where you just roll oh, with God, it yeah yeah no shit um so then you know it cuts to them playing you know what basically looks like lacrosse slash soccer yeah, it's look it's it's just lacrosse. But with, yeah. I was gonna say lacrosse slash hockey. Right. Because right. you can body check mm-hmm. uh, like like hockey, but you're running around on the sand and that uh ow. I thought the dichotomy of having them play like that, eat, you know, this basically be in such a like I don't like to use the word primitive, but um uh, low tech kind of world. And then the ball that they're using is, like, super high-tech. Yeah, that was an interesting idea. I thought that was weird. There's not much creativity here from the production team and the writers. Mm-mm. Let's just fabricate a new alien culture, one that looks just like humans, and steal from Earth cultures. No problem. You know, like, come on, you guys. The lacrosse thing is pretty low effort. And the tattoo thing is, too. Yeah, the tattoo thing is, too. I did like the goal thing that they built. That was kind of cool. For the lacrosse game or whatever. Like, it's mm. sort of, it's like a big donut, and you have to throw yeah. the thing through the little donut hole. And, and it, it's a very small hole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's tough to, to throw it through, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's the lacrosse stick thingies. Yeah. They're just playing lacrosse. And no effort whatsoever. Could have been a little better, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed like they skipped over that part, and then when they came back to, like, the finished draft or whatever, they were like, oh, let's just make it, like, lacrosse. There's so much more creativity in, like, say, Voyager or Deep Space Nine of people's cultural things that it sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, totally. Yeah, but anyway, so Ahab and Florida Man get drafted into the game, and of course they pull off their shirts, and suddenly it's it's the infamous scene from Top Gun. Yeah. I'm always surprised when people are like, I don't see the homoeroticism in that. <laughs> are you watching the same thing I am? Wait, you in, know, the to- just, in this or in Top Gun? In Top Gun. Oh my God, it's the most, it's the most homoerotic it's thing in the world. so yeah. homoerotic. 
so back on the ship they get a call from somewhere else on the planet somewhere closer to water and it's this guy this chancellor with a slightly different Native American tattoo knockoff that's supposed to be for women when they get their first period. Oh, Jessie Bear, what's wrong? Oh, you got your period. Oh, I made you wear white shorts. Wants to know why the fuck the captain is hanging out with Mr. Krabs. And T'Pol is like, why? What is that guy wearing? Uh, that was weird. A like suit-ish? A- <laughs> like their version of a suit? I guess, well, yeah, I guess so. It just had odd angles in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going, mm-hmm. hey, what is, what's, what is that? I, could, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I, I didn't know if you had, like, noticed that or, or not. I didn't really. It was like, I, I didn't really look at it. I was too, like, I was kind of, like, focused on, like, why his tattoo was different than, than Mr. Krabs's tattoo. Like, was it a family thing or, or something like that? But it doesn't look like it. Yeah, I remember going back and looking at it and going like, okay, well, it's different looking from Red Deaths, so mm-hmm. I guess he's of a different race or something. And right, right. I was thinking maybe that that's part of the conflict or whatever that's going to come up. and But the patterns that were on Mr. Krabs were not on the other guys that were with him. So right. I don't know if they thought that out. Yeah, I don't think they did. I, did, I mean... <laughs> I no. I'm just gonna say that straight out. They did not think that out. <laughs> this show? What? They didn't know. They didn't no. pay attention to the. De- they missed stuff that could have. Yeah. Oh, that could have oh. been really important and very okay. interesting about it. No. This guy is the Chancellor uh, Trellet. So this actor is Charles Dennis. Mm-hmm. And he has been on Trek before this, oh. which was uh, that TNG episode called Transfigurations. Oh, which character was he? He had a very similar role to this one. Oh, weird. In that episode, there was a guy who was like on the run and considered like a yeah, terrorist yeah. or whatever. But yeah. it turned out he was just going to turn into like a ball of light, man. And because he <laughs> right, his yeah. third eye opened and like <laughs> Chancellor Trellet guy was trying to harsh his buzz. Uh-huh. Oh, it is him. Yeah. It's the same role. Yeah. It's it's a oh, very, very wow. similar role. It's like, oh, there's a threat to my society. Maybe he has yeah. like those weird, one of those weird like large asses that some man have. <laughs> And they love him, but they can only shoot him from, like, the waist up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He just has hips that are as wide as he is tall. They're just like, "Uh, no. They're just working with what they got. Yeah. That makes sense because he is a prolific voice actor. He's been on every video game ever made. That makes so much sense. And every cartoon ever made. (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm just being an asshole. And it's because his hips are as wide as he is tall. (laughs) He has to go through doors like sideways. By God, he was going to be in Hollywood, damn it. And he made his dreams come true. I did it my way. This guy's like, you know, well, you're never going to see them again. Dramatic music. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Exactly. I like that T'Pol is unfazed. I don't think she even does the eyebrow thing. Yeah, she's, she's like, just like, oh, yeah, I, okay. I bet, fuck face. Mm. I figured he was an idiot. 
Um, so no, and then no way something went sideways when we were trying to get to Risa. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to Top Gun. Lots of grunting and sweating and sand. The music choice is so bad for this. Yeah. It's going like it's like the music yeah. from Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like that doesn't flow at all. It would have been awesome if they just had generic, um, you know, just a, a couple notes different from the Kenny Loggins no. song. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> playing with the boys, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just playing with the boys, but like you know, half a step up. Right, right, just, right. Slightly minor key, you know. Or yeah, just just a mi- <laughs> minor key playing with the boys. That actually sounds dark. Oh yeah, That's fu- I bet I, it would. Playing with the boys. Playing with the boys. Some <laughs> of Catholic oh. shit in the world. <laughs> Oh, my God, that really, really is in so many ways. Oh, my God. I did a lay your joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it works on so many levels. Oh, God. Your joke, it works on many levels. (laughs) So they take a break, and T'Pol's calling on the Sally, and she explains that the group that he's with are... You know, according to this dude, terrorists and responsible for attacks on the cities. Um, and she's like, I highly recommend you return to the ship. And he's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. He actually listens to her. I know. I was shocked. I know. It was amazing. I really, really thought he was just going to be like, nah. Nah. <laughs> These guys mind. seem cool. What's the problem? He's been nice to me. Yeah, we played sports games with them. You know. We're just playing with the boys down here. Yeah, exactly. So they attempt to make their excuses, but Mr. Krabs is having none of that shit. There's a good shot uh, when T'Pol is talking to Archer and he looks over mm-hmm. and there's a guy like whispering in, yeah. in the Shawshank Redemption guard guy's ear. He's just, mm-hmm. he's just like... <laughs> yeah, and he's looking at him. He's looking at Ahab. He gets pissed off and he's like, everything that Chancellor said is a lie and I beg you to hear a reason about why he really asked them there. And he appeals to Ahab as uh, someone who has this reputation of great integrity and fairness. Um, and it's everything that a white man who thrusts needs to hear. <laughs> everything that Ahab loves. Absolutely. I'm surprised there wasn't more of a reaction out of Archer. For right. That. Just like <laughs> more kind of, of a like puffed up his Whoa. chest or something. Yeah. Okay. I'll listen to huh. you now. Interesting. You know. You know. Uh, you know it's um. You try and do good where you can. <laughs> you know. And uh. I mean, you you know you have good days and bad days. You know. <laughs> Just a simple man trying to make my way across the verse. <laughs> you can't take the sky from me. They cut to this interior where they were having dinner, um, and and Mr. Krabs shows them the special garment that they were forced to wear when they lived in the cities. And you're like, okay, where is this going? And so evidently there used to be a caste system. The untouchables. And when it was abolished, he and, you know, all of his, uh, this lower caste 
were thrilled and, you know, they thought it was wonderful and they were celebrating the streets. But the higher castes still control everything. Sounds a little bit like today. Mm -hmm. He says they spent 10 years trying protests in the courts. And I'm like, honey, (laughs) 10 years? Come on. How long did it take women (laughs) to gain the right to vote? How long did it take black men and and women to gain the right to vote? You know, I mean, come on. It's 10 years is not enough to me to go straight to terrorism. I kind of admire the like, no, nah, no, nah, we, we see how this goes kind of yeah. kind of thing yeah. and just moving straight to it. I'm I'm on their side. Washington was a military general, not a terrorist. The difference between generals and terrorists, doctor, is only the difference between winners and losers. It's not that I'm not on their side. The way he's just like, 10 years was too much and we just have to go straight to... I'm like, really? What else did you do? The way they wrote it, it's obviously not Clancy Brown's fault. No, no, no. Um, But the way they wrote it was just such a flimsy premise. If you know, he'd have said for generations, uh, yes, we we suffered yes. and and we finally had enough and right, that sort of right. thing. You know that they that put us in more... camps or you know they 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 kill you. I mean, you know the police kill you with very little cause. You know that you know like mm-hmm. I mean, but the way he just is like, yeah, we're just jumping straight to terrorism after ten years of trying to go through the courts. Really, that's just bad writing. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have written ten years. I'd have said something no. like generations or well, yeah. you know, decades or something, something like that. Something. I mean, or or something where they were like, um, where he was like, you know, uh, ten years ago, whole families were obliterated or something. You know, something that like something that gives you a little more gravitas than we tried through the courts for ten years. Forms and applications must be filled out in triplicate and returned to this office no later than ten working days before the event with the money. Okay, well, we'll take these home, run through them with a fine-tooth comb, cross the T's and dot the... Lowercase J's. He, Mr. Krabs, asks Ahab to give him weapons and fight with them. You know, give them his wisdom because their current strategy isn't working and shit. And I'm like, fucking no. You know, like, hard no. I love that he... Tests the water. He sticks his toes in with like, mm. oh, you got you have lots of awesome guns, and then yeah. like, clearly that's not gonna fly. And he's like, oh, but more importantly, I need your wisdom. He definitely <laughs> sees what but buttons Ahab likes to have pushed. Yeah, he 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 knows he oversteps. He like yeah he over. <laughs> Overstep well, he mini- just goes, oh, but you know, that's not that big a deal. You know, yeah, yeah. We're cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's very manipulative. I mean, he's he's incredibly yeah. manipulative and lies multiple times to everybody. And and Ahab and Florida man are like, why us? You know, and he's like, well, you liberated the Suliban camp, freed thousands of prisoners. And this is where Ahab's sins catch up with him. How tough am I? You got a new bottle of ketchup? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not the ones that he deserves to have punishment for, but... I do like that that actions had consequences, that something mm-hmm. led to something else. This was yes. a problem with previous series and the era that they were made in, is that everything had to be completely contained and episodic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very much a Berman thing, because he had syndication on his mind and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. like that. Which is surprising that he kind of, you know, allowed it or whatever for this episode. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it. Yeah, it is surprising. Um, it's a good turn. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that something fed into another episode, mm-hmm. and because there there's, there's still yeah. stuff that is still just hanging out there. The yeah. temporal cold war still just <laughs> yeah. kind of hanging out. Well, I guess speaking <laughs> of the Suleban, but like that that Daniels guy and stuff. Uh-huh, it's a, uh-huh. So there's a lot that they could have gotten way more arc oh, storytelling with that definitely. they didn't. And mm-hmm. even with this, I mean, when was that, when was that the jailbreak episode? That was like two episodes ago. It was more than, it was more than two. It was more than yeah. two. Yeah. It was like three or four episodes ago, right? Um, it was three episodes ago. The episode called detained. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Three right. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. They do. They mentioned that really cool episode where those aliens who were just like ludicrously outgunned them yeah showed yeah. up and yeah that, yeah that was the one that they mentioned at dinner earlier yeah uh, i like that about about this show is that they're starting to kind of put things together yeah because they're starting yeah. to remember how good the end of ds9 was when they did that <laughs> yeah indeed indeed right after that uh bombs start getting dropped right <laughs> like right when that happens and the casual gusto with which Cra- Mr. Krabs oh, is just I like, oh, know. they're getting started early today. And he just like yeah, yeah. moves this like, sheet thing yeah. aside and there's just like a wall of guns. And he's like, yeah. oh boy. The guns look like shit too. Like they look like yeah. put together from several different parts, you know, kind of thing. It would destroy such life. The bombs start going off a little bit harder and stuff and he basically manipulates them into getting into a fucking hole in the floor (laughs) to hide while the attack goes on and he tells them this is this pisses me off because he tells them he's like oh no you don't want to go to your shuttle because they'll pick it up and just fire you out of the sky i don't know that doesn't that sounds like bullshit press x for doubt on that yeah no yeah no No, i don't think so Mm -mm. but he's good enough to fucking trick ahab do you trust me back on enterprise they notice what's happening you know the attack and call ahab and the signal's real bad he only has like one bar um hoshi can't do anything with it and milk poor milk toast is freaking out he's like what about the transporter but reed can't get their bio signs because everyone on the planet is human <laughs> scan for um lack of sharpie markers yeah. um i think that's travis's only line is like <laughs> yeah, oh is. no they're down there or whatever yeah. useless shit look yeah try the something and then that's it that's his only line that's his only line so reed says he'll go down and and get them and and she's like in the middle of a war zone good plan dumbass (laughs) she she, i don't know i wasn't totally against it like no i wasn't either looking back on it again i was like i don't know i mean if it's a bunch of ground assault shit yeah why not and you can just come up from behind Mm -hmm. i mean honestly if you're firing on my people, I'm firing on you. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. that's what happens next. It's like. Totally. They know where the village thing is. and mm-hmm. like they, they knew where the artillery was, right? In yeah. The ship? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just fire on that position. Yeah. Just be why like, not? no, fuck you. Just start shooting. Totally. Uh, you, you don't get to shoot at my captain, asshole. I don't uh-huh. care about your conflict. Yeah, like, exactly. You're not shooting at our guys. No. Yeah, it's Fuck dumb. you. I just love how much sarcasm she exudes right there. It's lovely. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So so meanwhile down in the hole um Ahab and Florida man are getting all getting comfy I guess and drinking some water and they talk about how rough the game they just played was and I'm like 
to my mind, that was intentional. You know, Mr. Krabs wanted them tired and sweaty and having diarrhea from the food, you know, and basically broken down so that when he brought them his idea, they'd be like, okay, whatever, just let us go, you know? Oh, my God, that's brilliant. I had not thought of that at you all. You know, yeah, because he wanted them softened up, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that at all. I mean, like, the whole hospitality thing, yep. it's like, it's like, see, we're good guys, and mm-hmm. hey, look, we could we could use a hand. Like, that's, that's all I was thinking in terms of, like, his manipulation of yeah. them and everything. But yeah, the that the game itself was part of it. That's mm-hmm. fuck. That's good. Yeah, um, and then uh, Florida man asks how he thinks they're gonna get out of there, and is very annoyed when Ahab is like, he thinks that Ahab wants to help the terror, the you know these guys, and Ahab's like, no, that's not it. He's realizing what they did with the Sulaban prisoners. If they hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened. But that ball though, it keeps on bouncing. What? The ball keeps on bouncing. I just I had a note. Generally, when you find yourself in a bunker. <laughs> Things are not good. It, it's it's time to reevaluate mm-hmm, the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just in general, you know, whether or not bombs are going off or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things aren't going well. Nope. And you've made a mistake, yep. generally, if you find yourself in, in a, bunker. a bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you just voted for the wrong person. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I do like Tripp's uh, analysis of, yeah. f- f- fuck this, man. Yeah, we, we, we need to get the fuck out of here. He almost has that Reagan line, you know, don't get involved in a Middle Eastern war. <laughs> but just, just don't do it. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. Aha, you fool! <laughs> yeah, seriously. Also, never do what happens next, which is right. if you're in a safe location-ish. I mean, you don't know, know it, but yeah, 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 yeah. if you are getting bombs dropped on you, don't go out in the open. Like yeah. where the bombs are being dropped. I don't know if they did it really well, but I think they're implying that the room that they were in was collapsing. If they were, then they didn't do it well enough. They didn't do it well because yeah. I didn't scan that at all. I was just like, yeah, you're in a bunker and dro- bombs are getting dropped on you. Mm-hmm. He had that there. Like he used it before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's no reason to believe he freshly dug it. Well, so if it worked for him in the past, right. like it's. You're probably you might be all right. You might be all right. I mean, I don't I don't know that know that. Sure. But that is the last thing that I would do is go like, huh? Well, the bombs Let's are get up out here. here. Well, the prob- I should put me up up here too. <laughs> the problem nah, is when nah, I'm not doing it. When they go out, when they do get out, it's totally the bombing of Dresden out there. Like there's nothing. It is flattened and it's continuing to be uh, bombed. Exactly. That's why you don't go up there. There are two decisions here that, to me, kind of break the episode. Right. One is leaving the bunker. Like, there's no reason to do it, and uh, every reason not to. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the what next happens thing. Next. Yes! The, yeah, the next thing. Oh, my God. So they get out, they run, they go to the, they, they get out, and they're like, holy shit, this whole place got blown yeah. the fuck up. And then they run- To the shuttle. To the shuttle. Grab a bunch of stuff- and then and then they leave they leave the bombs being dropped are designed to destroy like the sand rock yeah 
concrete-ish And they're, they're after the terrorists. They're not after them at this point. You know, they're, they're suspicious. Either you stay in the shuttle or you turn it on and go real fast away. Just yeah. straight forward away from whatever's yeah. going on. It like, to- get this, the fuck out of there. What they're, what they're missing in this and why it is just so completely just wrong is that, yeah, there was a little bit of a minor threat from what uh, the Kurgan said. And then the chancellor guy was like suspicious but that's it they needed to make it really really clear that if they got into that shuttle and tried to take off they would be exploded it just didn't sell to me it didn't sell that's that's what i'm saying they didn't sell it at all and never mind the fact that why didn't the quote-unquote terrorists take the fucking thing why didn't they use it it's not like Archer has some keys. Why would they know how to f- well, fly an alien craft? I mean, like, it, we we know this shuttle. This shuttle, everything's mislabeled. We went over <laughs> yeah, that on no the shit. episode where they were stuck. Where it was Reed and Malcolm. Oh, Nothing is God. labeled correctly. Yeah, yeah. They go they go to press the takeoff button, and it's just like recording your log. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh fuck this! It turns off the lights. Yeah, and they makes no sense. They even like look out the door of the shuttle there's no ships around there's like far off guns that are firing directly and only on the settlement exactly just fucking go it's just artillery shelling an area and and you've already left that and they're they're along they're like at least 500 yards away from that area yeah get Get the the fuck fuck out out of there there. it's dumb as fuck (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> At least stay there. It's or, yeah. the shuttle might be able to take the shell. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the thing is made out right, of. Right, sure, they sure. Don't, well, they don't really know what they can withstand. But the shells are designed to destroy the the concrete house mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So they 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 go. Oh, okay. They give each other a look and they go. Okay, and they just run into the desert. Yeah, into, and into they the take night. off. And, it's so what, stupid. What, what? Why did you just do that? Bothered me the rest of the episode. I just, oh, yeah. I just kept going, oh, why I are know. they there, though? Yeah. Let's just try to get through it. Um, <laughs> so back on Enterprise. I've got screwdrivers. I'm good. Oh, that's a, oh good for you. Um, back on oh. Enterprise, T'Pol is trying to talk to the Chancellor, who sounds exactly like all politicians who are like, uh, it's a it's a voting rights bill. <laughs> we we want to secure voting rights mm-hmm. um, and oppress everyone who doesn't like what we have to say. Anyway, so but he sounds like that. Honestly, it, it's it's a very like politician kind of speech. He he won't allow them to send another shuttle down. He's not going to stop the attack. And if he tells them that they try to send another shuttle, he'll you know knock it down out of the air. Well, he doesn't even say that they can knock it out of the air. He's just like, we'll consider it an act of war. And if I'm to Paul, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, and yep, like yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. have you don't <laughs> fuck do you. you have a space force? Like what? It, uh-huh. Oh, and by the way, we still haven't heard from anyone's space force. If you are in space force, we want to know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Tell us what the fuck. Everything. Tell us all the things. What is your okay. all the things? Anyway, so yeah, so do they have a space force? I don't know. Right. Whatever. They obviously have something because Mr. Krabs has a shuttle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, if he has a shuttle, you know the, like, the rich people do. 
Yeah, but is it know? gonna be like pew pew toy like how oh, they had? Yeah, what was I mean? God, what was knows. that episode where they were? Oh, it was the Sulevan one. It was a, it was the one where they break mm-hmm. out the Sulevan and they're like, oh, they're coming to attack Enterprise, and then they just yeah. like zap zap and like, well, they're pieces of shit. Who cares? Like, who gives <laughs> yeah. a shit? There's no reason to believe this isn't the same situation. But anyway, yeah. I just would not have been that worried about this motherfucker. Like. No, it's been like, no. I, oh, you're not giving us the, oh, you're not going to let us rescue our people? Well, we're going to blow your shit up from fucking orbit. Like, uh-huh. and T'Pol's not me. She's a better person than me, but that's what I'd have done. Revenge is a dish best served flaming hot. Overall, that's another place that it's a pot, plot hole. I think so, too. You know, yeah. the funny thing is, Brandon Braga actually said this was one of the best episodes. He did. I was like, really? No, wait, I think it was Berman. It was it Berman? It was one of those two. But yeah, they, they were like, this is one of the best episodes we ever yeah, did. Yeah, Rick Berman. Yeah, yeah, Rick Berman. In the lead up to the premiere airing of this episode, Rick Berman called it undoubtedly one of the best episodes we've done. I'm like, come, no. Well, I mean, one Mer- of, Berman. at that point, you've only done 23, like you're only in your first yeah. season, so yeah, all no right. Shit. Yeah, no shit. Why did he have so much power? His resume before getting onto Star Trek was nothing. Berman or Braga? He had like a Berman. Mm. He had like a fucking like shitty kids TV show that I've never heard of. How the fuck did he get that job? He just sucked up to Gene, I guess. Because he just it really yeah. Because him and him and Gene were were tight, and he. Considered himself the keeper of the Roddenberry flame. So he's obviously a sociopath. (laughs) I guess so. Jesus. So anyway, um, back in Ahab, King of the Desert, um, he and Florida Man are doing the most cliche desert TV show movie thing that you can possibly do. Like, I mean, they might as well, you know, do the strings uh, that bring up Lawrence of Arabia mm-hmm. theme. Oh, yeah. You know, seriously. And then Florida Man shows himself again to be a whiny little turd. <laughs> God, why is he such a pain in the ass? We got heat like stroke, you little whole... bitch. Fuck yeah, you. No, sh- no, seriously. He In this scene, like, it's a long, like, they, they do a really cool, like, long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he's just nothing but complaining the entire time. And Ahab's like, I'm trying to keep your ass alive. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) He's guzzling his water like an idiot, you know, and just, it's, it's, it's bizarre. But anyway, um, so he hears a ship and Ahab's like, you're cracked. (laughs) But no, he, he really did hear a ship and they hide in the sand. And I'm thinking, oh, this must have sucked to film. God, yes. Can you imagine? Oh. Because oh. they completely bury themselves in, in sand. Well, you know what? The shot, I'm remembering the shot in that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on the ground and it's looking up. And there's a little ridge kind of thing. And you see just their heads kind of pop up. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't actually get buried. <gasps> Maybe it was just their heads. Yeah, it's just, they just okay. kind of... They just kind of like got behind the little ridge thing and put some right. sand on top of their head, and then like they're like, "Okay, look up." And they yeah. Shake like this. So no, they didn't actually bury themselves. That's good. But is that okay? So is this a a dumb fake survival thing that I'm remembering? Like a like don't move in quicksand or something. Where in the desert, if you're in this situation, like get under the sand and just like wait till it's night. Yes. Is that real or is that bullshit? Yes, but you really you really want to try to find shade 
first, and you don't want to fall asleep. Well, there's not going to be any shade. N- right, right. Is that not a thing? Like, you, you dig, a, dig a hole, get underneath it, and wait till nighttime. If I remember right, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, but yeah, he and, and Florida Man actually mentions that they're supposed to be moving around at night. You know, yeah. yeah. If anybody knows about desert survival, yeah, write in. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail dot com, or yes, please. hit us up on the Facebook group or whatever. Like audiobooks, hate Nazis. Listen to the Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible, narrated by Adam. Hear the true stories of covert heroism during humanity's darkest hour. That's the Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Back on the Enterprise, reading to Paul or hanging out in the situation nook and talking about some methods of rescue. And Reed is like, I'll send this, you know, rescue team down and kill everybody. And to Paul's like, I'm not a prophet. We need to find something less intrusive and less provoking. I don't blame him, though. It worked on the Sulaban raid. <laughs> yeah. Thing. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, yeah. You it's know, worked uh, before. And it would be a whole lot easier the disguise because all they need is a Sharpie marker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it can infiltrate yeah. with one felt yeah. tip in. Wouldn't have to change your nose or nothing. No, nothing. Then we get this nice little conversation between Hoshi and T'Pol. I love this little thing right here. Yes. Hoshi's like, why Montana? You know, and, and she's like, well, oh, what? why did you choose Montana to contact the people of Earth? Um, and basically the whole conversation is ending up in a very deep foreshadowing of the Prime Directive, Mm -hmm. which honestly may or may not have helped in this situation, because if, say you're, you know, the Enterprise D, and they come upon this person, um, you know, that is having engine trouble, and they fix their engines, do, they don't, they wouldn't, would they have accepted like dinner invitations or would they have said no you know we gotta go i think yes because there are so many times on tng where somebody has a personal errand to run so they turn Mm -hmm. around an entire ship of a thousand people Mm -hmm. and put off whatever mission they've got because right had feelings or something (laughs) (laughs) so yeah 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 i can totally picture uh say like Riker and data or something just being like Okay, let's go to the let's, let's go, go to, to this guy's house, you know, whatever. Yeah, let's, let's do yeah. the thing and put off Risa by a day, right? Because they just ignore the senior staff in TNG just ignores the fact that there's a thousand other people on the ship all right. the time, right. all <laughs> the fucking time. Oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, you, it's oh, true. Oh, you, you guys are due for vacation. I don't care. I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're all doing this thing. <laughs> I think that it, uh, I think that it absolutely would still happen. I agree. I do want to point out that the episode would have passed Bechdel if at the end of this conversation between Hoshi and T'Pol, she mm-hmm. had said Starfleet instead of Archer needs to yeah. develop basically the, the prime directive, a non-interference thing or something like that. Well, I mean, I guess that would have been... And I'm giving the writers a lot of credit here uh, that they don't deserve. I guess that would have been a little bit more pointed than they wanted. I guess so, but she starts out by talking about how the Vulcan, Vulcan High Command ha- yeah, basically yeah. has a prime directive. I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is like I don't think they wanted to be quite so blatant about it. 
Sure, that, and that's fair. That's yeah. the only thing I, I'm and and like I said, I'm giving them a lot of credit there. You know that they don't deserve. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's my that's that's my excuse for them. I terrible. Back in every cliche about the desert imaginable, a Florida man starts hallucinating and passes out. And he's got heat exhaustion. And Ahab forces him to drink some water. You know, that's an order, mister. You know, that kind of shit. He does avoid the stupid dad youth pastor thing where he would have normally, up to this point, said, but. He says, yeah. you drink this or I'll knock you on your ass and yeah. make you drink it or something. <laughs> yeah. He said ass and it felt he normal. He did say ass, And yeah. it made sense because yeah. they're adults. But I really, <laughs> yeah. After he said it, I was like... Oh, that would have been butt in a previous episode. Yes. And I'd have been like, ugh, cringe. Yep, yep. Agreed. So, oh, agreed. points. Points <laughs> for that. Doggone it. Ahab is slowly, episode by episode, getting slightly better. Yeah. You know, like he still does some fucked up ass shit, but. I, I also like that it doesn't make sense because Trip is literally on his ass. Yeah. Already. <laughs> <laughs> He's got heat exhaustion. He's not doing, you know, like it's not going to help. Yeah. Right. They did the they did the blocking and then didn't change the dialogue. Right. I, I right. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll knock you on your ass where you are already, already sitting. Yeah. But uh, oh well, I'll fuck just it. leave you out here. Back to the Enterprise. Mister Krabs is approaching the ship in his, you know, interesting little uh, tiny shuttle thing, and uh, hails them. And he manipulates them into letting him on board, you know, just that that total kind of almost hairy mud like manipulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, to be absolutely accurate, Laddie Buck, you should refer to me as Mud the First, ruler of this entire sovereign planet. If you don't do this, then this is going to happen. You know, flashes to them in the shuttle bay where Reed is is telling him the actual story of the Suliban prison breakout mm -hmm. that there's was way less Suliban than he's thinking. There was just a few like shitty guards who really didn't give a shit, you know, like, you know, it, all <laughs> yeah. of this is not what he thinks it is. Um, basically we're dealing with one of those, you know, stories get passed along, passed along and, you know, you punching one dude suddenly turns into, you know, you karate chopping a hundred guys, you know, to bust out of a prison or something. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting there going, why didn't Ahab tell Mr. Krabs this in the first fucking place? Like, he had a perfect opportunity to tell him about this. He just doesn't. Uh, I don't know if that's fair. I think that he would have had mm. the bombing not started. You're right. I forgot about the bombing that came right at that moment. You're right. Yeah. 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 They were. Yeah. Well, they were in the the hut thing, and then mm -hmm. the, or the house thing, and then the bombing. Mm -hmm. I think that that's how he was still laboring under that, that delusion. delusion. Yeah. But yeah, it's absolutely that legendary thing where, you know, you have like an itinerant rabbi who's like, um. Y'all should be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 100 years later, he has superpowers and mm -hmm, we should mm -hmm. kill a lot of people. Yeah, to, in his um, name. In his name, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <sighs> Uh, yep. Anyway. So Mr. Krabs is super pissed off. He's like, this was, you know, waste of time and blah, 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 blah. And uh, Reed is like, how the fuck did you get through the, you know, doodad detection grid? And he's like, I'm the shit and it took 
fucking years to learn to get through and blah, blah, blah. And those guys aren't my responsibility. Bye. Cool. Well, live long and prosper. And to Paul, just, I, I love to Paul in this moment. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You need to clean up this mess you made, mister. You got us into this shit. You're going to get us out. I feel like there have been previous uh, Star Trek moments where Vulcans have used logic as a guilt device yes. on people. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and I, I can't think of a specific instance, but I'm sure that like Spock and Tuvok, like people have talked oh, yeah. people into things. I I can't think of an exact example. Me, ne- me neither. Uh, if you can, let us know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Let us know. But her guilt logic uh-huh. is awesome. It is. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> you created this mess, asshole. Uh-huh. You need to clean it up. Back on the planet, Ahab and Florida Man finally reached this tiny little abandoned shack that they were heading for. This part, it weirds me out. Like, they get inside and... They just keep going inside. Like, they don't just stop, you know, when there's, like, plenty of shade. The set is, like, pretty yeah. big. So, like, they keep going into the <laughs> into the set. And I'm like, you could have just stopped right there. You know, you didn't have to, like, keep going 200 feet into the shed. Here, Trip, let's escape the sun into this spot where the lighting is best for right. the shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, there was a thing with the building is that uh, the whole time they were walking through the desert to find a building that Archer's like, no, I totally saw some building 30, like, way over this yeah, way. Yeah, uh, How it was super far from the camp or, uh-huh. or thingy. We never saw that. Yeah. Uh-huh. There should have been a shot on the way in, yep. and I don't think it would be hard to do no. as they're flying and you see the shack thing. Well, everything else was CGI, so why the hell couldn't they do that? There was a missed opportunity there for mm-hmm. us to be like, oh, that place yeah, yeah. that he saw yeah, yeah. where the camera lingered for a second totally. or he was looking at it for a second or something mm-hmm. for what seemed like no reason at the time, but mm-hmm. now we know what was up with that. No, we're just told, yeah, no, there, there's, there was, there's there a, was thing. a thing. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Trust us, trust us, there's a thing. It's fine. And somehow he knew it was almost exactly 30 meters away, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, and exactly amazing. east or something. In a desert uh-huh. where there's just no... There's no points of reference or anything. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, all right. When they get to that moment when they're both sitting down and everything, the strings and the music come up, and it's really... Um, have you ever heard music and you're like, oh, that's totally based on like that Chinese, like... That thing? There's also a, a string kind of cadence or uh, melody that's very um, Arabian or, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's from, you it, know, it's from like the 30s when they did all those, you know, Valentino movies where, you know, the shake and shit like that. So it's it's a very um, well-worn music phrase. But they do that in this scene. That scale, they'll call it the Arabic scale yes. or yes. something. Yes. Uh, in 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 music, this this won't mean anything to people who don't play music. But it has a flat second. Oh, that's the that's the way to um, to make that communicate that. Okay, yeah, they do that in this scene instead a lot. of like 
do re mi fa so la ti do instead of do re you go do re like it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just move a little half step there instead yeah. of a full step from do to re yeah so there you go that's that's a that's a flat second everybody <laughs> and there's <laughs> your theory. musical your mu- there's your music theory lesson for, for today. Enter- enterprise <laughs> you didn't you didn't know that was going to happen i didn't either we but, don't we don't um, know why we do these things anyway um yeah we don't know yeah we don't know why we're doing any of this <laughs> To be perfectly honest, but the uh, patrons are like, keep doing it. So we're like, oh, yay! All right, okay, sure. we and love if you. you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. We have one level. It's just Porthos Petters for five dollars a month, and and that's that would just make us so happy. And we'll we'll even say your name if you want us to. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do we'll, we'll say thank you sure. specifically to you, you that person that does that. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> mm, I like business uh, transactions. Ahab gets up and looks around the uh, this little place uh, and the water that he does find. Which how in the fuck is there water at all? Yeah, that makes no sense. And it's in an open, like wide yeah. basin in a desert, like in a giant walk. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> It's a giant walk, and there's all these cisterns around and stuff, yeah. and he doesn't bother to check any of them. No. Which would be things that would have held water uh-huh. in such an environment. Yeah. But no, just the giant open walk that's like open to the air, and he smells it. He's like, oh, That's God, gone it's bad. bad. What? What what microbes got in there and made it bad? Nothing don't. survives. Nothing about this makes any sense. In, in that he, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I do like this uh, flash, though. The director did a good job with that because he he's talking about the water, and then boom, we're looking at Florida man just waking up, and it's in the middle of the night. Um, so he wakes up, and and Ahab has made a fire and boiled the water that he found. First canonical use of using your phaser, phaser. to heat yep. up stuff. Yep, 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 yep. Which is very cool. I love that. Yeah, like TNG era, they just kind of go like. All right, fuck it. Make a you know. Make a, they, yeah. they just shoot. They just shoot rocks, and the rocks then glow, glow yeah. red. So him in, figuring that out is pretty great. Yeah, they did it in uh, TOS too. Oh, they did it in TOS. Yeah, yeah. It was the episode uh, where Kirk split into t- uh, the bad Kirk and the good Kirk. I can't believe I kissed you. Must have been your lifelong ambition. Sulu was one of them, and he fired his phaser at a rock, and they huddled around the the rock because it had gotten really cold. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I need to watch some more TOS. It's been a little Ew, while since I've seen some TOS. Some good shit. It's good shit. I love TOS. He, Ahab tries to get Florida Man to drink some of it, and he fucking... God, he's so awful. He's the worst person to take on a trip like this. Um, <laughs> he, like, I mean, he said he would be. Oh, I know. No, exactly. He said he would be. This is why you don't bring people to a thing that they don't want to be at. Don't exactly ever right. drag anyone anywhere. They hate it, and you're going to have a bad time. Yes, it will drag you down. Don't yep. do it. But anyway, so the reason I say that is because, you know, he forces him to drink some of this water, and Florida Man spits it out. Ew. What a turd. Gross water is gross water. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's, it's hard to choke that down. No, agreed. I don't blame him. Yeah, I agreed. There's got to be something wrong with it. It's still there, like mm-hmm. in an abandoned <laughs> building in the in the desert. There has to be something Some, wrong with it. Yeah, it has exactly. To be gross. <laughs> and Archer is just kind of like, eh, he's a little sunburned. Yeah, he is a little bit hoarse. And the second time around when I watched it, I was like, 
Okay, so he is experiencing the desert thirst a little bit. Yeah. Because I just kept thinking, like, why is he, like, fine? Yes. Yeah, he's way too fine for this situation. Yeah. Yeah, he should be a lot more stumbly and, like, yeah, he just doesn't get heat exhaustion at all. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You I know? mean, I get that he has to be doing better than Trip so that he's taking care of Trip. Dude, anybody would be doing better than Trip. But he's doing, like, so much better, though. Yeah. Ahab is like, you have to stay awake so that you don't go into a coma. I feel like going into a coma in the future wouldn't be that big a deal. I agree. They could probably wake you up out of coma. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would right? think so. Yeah. I mean, fucking flocks. Yeah. You, it's flocks. You got flocks. And of course, there's no flocks in this episode. So, you know. No. Not at all. I mean, we get Porthos, but we don't get mm, flocks. Come we don't on, get man. flocks. Yeah. Mm. So Ahab wants Florida Man to keep him awake. You know, he starts, you know, what's what's the components of the warp reactor? You know, and then they start talking about food. The Star Trek cookbook coming up in the next segment. <laughs> yeah, the, he gets to like mashed potatoes, which is... Not what I'd be thinking about no. in that situation. And he wants broccoli and pecan pie. And I'm like, mm, I think I'd want pasta. Really? Yeah. Pasta when dehydrated. I think that's what I would want. Okay. If I was in that situation and I was like, oh, I'm starving, I'm super hungry. What do you think what you would want? Well, yeah, you'd be starving and super hungry, but you're also dehydrated. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking like, I don't know. BLT salad or something like that. Oh, like some kind mm-hmm. of something, something refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about oranges, like orange slices. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something liquidy. I was I was thinking gazpacho. pasta. Gazpacho. Gazpacho. Yeah. Yeah. Cold yeah. gazpacho. Absolutely. I was thinking pasta because of the the moist tomato sauce and the the feel of pasta is very soft and and mouth watering. You know what I mean? No, last thing I would want. I tell you what, though, I do like the bit where he's like, "All right, break down the warp reactor," yeah. and he just starts talking <laughs> about a chicken dinner. That's just that funny. was good. <laughs> That's a funny bit. I like it is, that a it lot. Is. He just like <sighs> he's like the warp reactor. Break it down for me. That's an order, yeah. and he just sits there and goes. Oh, you got drumsticks, <laughs> thighs. <laughs> that was a good bit. That was actually a really good delivery, Ooh. and I loved it. Good on Connor Trenier or that. I mean, he's good in this. Like, yeah. that, that has to be very difficult and physically demanding to be just dehydrated and beat to shit and, right. and all that. Uh, so I, I think his performance in this is actually very good. He does a great job. That's never my problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's never... I just never... wanted to point that out. Oh, absolutely. No, I uh, the actor that plays Florida Man is fantastic. Um, it's the writing. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> you know, it's just missed opportunities and just, you're like, come on. Whoever wrote this episode should die! Cut to Mr. Krabs, uh, Reed, and T'Pol in a shuttle flying around trying to find them. And flashes back and forth, you know, in the kind of climax part of the episode, you know. Uh, then we go back to the fire. The fire's gone out. Why? Reed is flying the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And I just really picture, I, I have to assume, and especially in this situation, Zabral would be a hilariously annoying backseat driver. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like in this situation, no, you must go here. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> 
No, no, four degrees starboard. No, you're going too fast. Yeah. Slow down. They will detect you. you know, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I just see that as very, very funny. And Reed getting really irritated with oh, him because definitely. he's so stuck up and oh, you, you, you know and everything. <laughs> I feel like that scene needed to exist. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It would have lifted good. tension a bit and been just really funny. And yeah, then Paul is just sitting there like, oh my whatever, god, whatever. <laughs> the whole whatever. time. I'm not paying no, attention. no, like totally yeah. annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> But like trying not to be annoyed because at the two of them arguing, oh fuck, that would be so good. Because <laughs> yeah, they do jump to um, them under this, you know, screen or whatever that, that the bad guys have up lying around. They don't they don't go through it. They skip that part, and that part mm. would have been more interesting to me. Definitely, they seem to be jumping around conversation topics a lot, you know. And and I get it; it's because he's trying to keep them awake. But mm-hmm. writing wise, I would have loved it if they had um, started talking about something a little more serious, because they just they just the warp reactor. Then they talk about food, and then they're talking about then they go they jump over to this geography game. Mm-hmm. So I would have been much more interested in a conversation between the two of them about them comforting each other, their friendship, um, talking about the time in Australia, or you know more more pointedly towards the episode florida man telling him look man you couldn't have known this is what was going to happen that would have been really great because it did drag yeah well it, it was pointless it really was and when they're playing the geography game uh he says xanadu and he's like that's not a real place it is it is a, it real, is place, a real place and yeah. it's a real place twice over because there's a xanadu <laughs> in china uh-huh and there is a xanadu on shit where was it because i looked this up it's in space it's like a section of titan was it that makes sense like somewhere like a moon that's in our solar system Mm -hmm. that would have been familiar to these guys because we've colonized our solar system at this point Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so a kind of a fail there. Oh, it was a fail all around. I mean, this is this is a <laughs> golden opportunity for them to have a friendship conversation. Yeah, absolutely. The arc should be and it was only hinted at barely was that Archer is feeling, you know, Ahab is feeling bad about some stupid mistakes he's made. And instead of talking about that, they just are like, let's play a geography game. Yeah. Really? That's shit. That's shit. Yeah. Mm. And clearly they've been, not clearly, clearly, but they have been hinting at a trip to Paul thing. Yeah. And him being kind of delirious and saying something about her that like Archer would be like, wait, what? What? Yeah, that would have been cool too. That would have There's been cool. so many things they could have done instead of play the geography game. <laughs> Fuck. Or I mean they could have started out with food and then moved into something more serious. That's that, that's ideal. And it just it, they just blow it. Oh well. Anyway, so um so whatever, they somehow okay, this is confusing to me too. Suddenly this this place in the middle of nowhere starts getting bombed. It's getting shelled from their stupid uh, artillery gun thingies. There's no explanation as to how the bad guys found Archer and Trip. Yeah, you gotta assume they just have sensors or they I saw guess. the footprints or something. Well, yeah, and, I mean, they're, and they're just like, well, there's two guys, so... 
so let's go kill we should yeah. we should spend a ton of because i mean like <gasps> shells aren't cheap no we should spend a, a ton of money. Load of money just to kill these two dudes that are from a totally different planet you know yeah it's crazy yeah it's totally insane however when they escape that place, it makes fucking sense, unlike the last time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, at least true. there's that. True. There's actually a reason to leave. They're like, no, let's get out of here. And you're like, yeah, yeah, get out of there. Get out of no there, yeah. There's no basement to hide in, which if you'd have fucking stayed in the bit, you'd have been fine and wouldn't have been yeah, in this situation. I'm, or you made know, it to the shuttle, know. you should have just fucking left. But, yeah. Yeah, so this one at least makes sense. So we get that, so that's cool. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Right at this moment, T'Pol swoops in and saves the day. And I, I don't know, I think this is just, m- you know, me being critical of their writing again, but it would have been so much cooler if they had shown T'Pol, Reed, and uh, Mr. Krabs in the shuttle going through the force field or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be to get to the planet and then not shown anything else until they pick them up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, no we're looking for them shot, you know, little scene where they're like, oh, he's not no. on sensors. You know what I mean? Like, I think no. they're... Really? I got to totally disagree with that. Really? Because, yeah, yeah, because then it's, it's just like, oh, well, it's time to end the episode, so they're here. That's It, it wouldn't have felt right at all. If they had made it m- much more dramatic than they did, just all of a sudden, here's to Paul and da-da-da-da, saves the day. It wouldn't, you you don't think it would have been, because those scenes of like them like flying around were dumb. That's what that would have been. There should have been them navigating the orbital network thing, yeah. or just shooting down the stupid satellites, fuck your thing, <laughs> yeah. and just shooting them down. No, just all of a sudden, at the end... To Paul showing up. Uh, the episode's out of time, so now they get rescued. So you prefer the the um, more, uh, the clock is ticking kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, because it, it 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 would have felt really cheap if all of a sudden gotcha they there. just showed up yeah okay I can see that that would have been cheap it's my lucky day a penny your luck just ran out hey man he's back you're crushing my arm unhand that penny or the arm comes off there's a great shot where they uh, get rescued mm-hmm. I love this shot uh, it's overhead. Mm-hmm. And it's from the perspective of, like, if you were on the bottom of the shuttle and there's a big spotlight on Archer and Trip, Right. And Archer has pushed Trip down and he just, like, pulled his gun because he doesn't know who the, is in the ship. He mm-hmm. thinks it's probably, you know, the alien uh, Sharpie marker bad guys. <laughs> and he's just he just pulls his gun and he's pointing it at a ship that's on top of him. And yep. it's like that scene... In uh, Saving Private Ryan, where there's a tank coming at Tom Hanks, and he right. just like takes out his pistol. He's like, you know what? Just fuck you. Yeah, and he's exactly. just shooting at the tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because he's protecting Trip, and that's the thing right. with all this is, as kind of annoying as Trip is, and a- as immediately he just goes into like, I'm fucked, and the Archer's fine. <laughs> yeah. Archer's whole thing in this is, is I'm to going prote- to yeah. get my friend uh, slash engineer crewman through this that's my job because i'm the captain well and and that that's why again that would have been so much better that for them to have a conversation about this situation that they're in other than playing the geography game 
100%. That would have made that a moment amazing. Yeah. It would have been so such an emotional hit to the episode. It would have it would have cemented their relationship and the reason why he was going out of his way to do all this. But they they land, they pop open the door, mm-hmm. and there's a shot that I like here a lot where uh, they they pull Trip in. To Paul starts giving him some water. He's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. out of it. So out and of it. Yeah. Zabral reaches out and grabs Archer with his crab claw and (laughs) (laughs) Archer looks at him for a second he's like you motherfucker yeah 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 yeah, yeah, come on let's get you out of (laughs) here yeah there's a scene where they uh seize a brawl off after they've gone back up to the ship right right there is a good moment where Archer's like even if I was like the turbo ninja you thought I was right I couldn't have helped you this this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't say he doesn't say I couldn't have helped you because mm-hmm. you still can because there's no prime directive. Right, right. He says that's not why we're out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that Archer is learning it as he's saying it. Yeah, yeah. It's that's definitely good. it's definitely one of those like I'm I'm having uh, an epiphany even while I'm telling you this. Yeah, I like that. And for some reason, there's this hostility. Towards to Paul, where he just after that he just looks at it and goes sub commander, and then he just walks away. <laughs> like <laughs> you I made think, me feel guilty about. I, I think he's being in, a dick. I think he's intimidated by her. I bet no one has guilted him to do anything in a very long time. Being the leader and you know having has this cause, and no matter you know no matter what, there's nothing that matters more than his cause and his people and blah 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 blah. And this was the I think this was the first time anybody was like, hey 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 hey, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. There's other people here, you know. <laughs> someone held him to account mm-hmm. for uh his actions or whatever yeah i think that that's uh that's a good point yeah the last shot is them leaving the launch bay launch bay yeah they turn the corner mm-hmm. they have sort of a slow walk and talk as they're coming towards the camera and they touch on some prime directive kind of stuff and mm-hmm. archer's mm-hmm. like you know the irony is that i think he may have been right and i'm like that's not what irony means, but yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's not. You're having a moment, so that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Maybe in the future, uh, the word ironic is so destroyed, yeah. that that's just what that, that, that means. Me- <laughs> then that's fine. Okay, uh, whatever. You know, all right. I mean, it doesn't even work now. Like people just use no. irony for sar- for sarcasm, mm-hmm. and then of course, thanks Alanis for that whole thing. Yeah, no shit. The way that she changed ironic to just mean bad thing, coincidentally bad thing. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's a black fly in your chardonnay. Anyway. So, end of the sh- end of the show. And that's um, the episode. Yep. That's all, folks. Have you looked ahead to what our next episode is? No, I never do. I like being surprised. Oh, I like going okay. In Should I tell you or? Uh... No. Well, give me. Well, do like the do like this one and give me like one hint. Um, how she gets laid. Fucking seriously. Yeah. <laughs> So Hoshi gets an episode, but oh, 
Of course, Hoshi gets an episode, but it's about her. It's about a, a relationship. It's uh-huh. a romantic. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, it's okay. a subplot. It's a pl- it's a subplot. Are are we gonna try to expand on a female character by with a with a romantic relationship? That's the only. That's the only way we can do it. Yeah, she's pretty, so she must be you know an object. Yeah, I just saw that TNG episode where uh, where Troy falls for the other empath guy that she doesn't know is an empath. Oh, right. And he's like a slick negotiator. He's yeah. like a soulless lawyer type, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing, yeah. Not one of my favorites. That's Berman Trek yep. for us. Yep. That's um, how we do. So do you have a band name? How about the Beatles? I feel like that's really similar to the Beatles. I don't think anyone's going to think that. Yeah, if they're dumb, maybe. <laughs> how about Pre-Malone? Panic at the Ballroom. Blink 365. Queen. That name is taken. I felt like there were a few options for the band name. Mm-hmm. The first one was one that I pulled from the T'Pol guilting mm-hmm. Mr. Krabs into helping. Right. Which was Guilt Logic. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, Guilt Logic, I thought. That kind of sounds more like a album name. That's true. You it know? Sounds, yeah. But, yeah. But I still it's, like it, regardless. It's either an electronic-y band. Yes. Or it's, it's some kind of album name, uh, Guilt Logic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then the other one was just, well, I like it because it's, it's simple, and it may be taken, I don't know. Huh. Cistern. Oh, yeah, that seems um, very um, Dead Can Dance um, band that did the soundtrack to Blade Runner. Vangelis? Vangelis, that's Vangelis what it was. Yeah. was the band that did Blade Runner. I, I have had multiple albums of theirs, and I, I love them. I love Vangelis. Yeah, so those were my two band names. Did you have any? I only had one. Um, I was kind of rushed for time um, when I wrote my notes up. So I, I went for Dreylax. Dreylax. Okay. I just thought right. that would be a really cool instrumental only metal band. Yep, I could see that. I want more of those. Yeah, that was a planet that Trip mentions mm-hmm, when they're playing mm-hmm. the the geography game. And yes. that's why he has to yeah, say yeah, yeah. Xanadu. <laughs> yeah. Dreylax. <laughs> Did this episode trek? Yes, but badly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the, the, the basic storyline, absolutely. How they executed it, bleh. There were elements of the execution that were so good. Yeah, I like know. The long that's, shot stuff. That's what makes it frustrating. There's a recurring theme in Trek where humans get involved and then realize that they're a little out of their depth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's something that this crew is realizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on smaller levels. Like like in TNG, they start to get involved and then like, there's a giant jellyfish alien. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's smaller scale than that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I feel like that theme fits. Yes. So I'll I'll go with it. I mean, we've damn sure seen like, you know, desert settings and shit oh, sure. before. Yeah, you know? multiple so, times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with it. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. with with saying that yeah, sure, this tracks. Yeah. Recommendations? My recommendation is going to okay, so this one's tepid because I just started it and I'm like, okay, I think this will probably be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Star Wars, I'm just going to say this, has completely, as a recording time, has completely shit the bed on their movies. Uh-huh. But. I liked Rogue One, though. 
yeah, Rogue One uh, was really good, but I think that they've done a pretty good job with their series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as of recording, there's a new series that's out called The Bad Batch. Is this live action or cartoon? No, it's a CG uh, show, and it takes place sort of in the Clone Wars Mm -hmm, storyline. And the Clone Wars is great. Um, I mean, you know, there's times where it's like, fuck me, I'm watching a kid's show. And then sometimes <laughs> it's like about like political intrigue. And you're just like, oh, oh. fuck, this is great. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, you know, whatever. But uh, the Bad Batch seems pretty interesting so far. I-, I think that they know their audience. It's the people that watched Clone Wars when they were younger and they're growing up now. So it's a little bit um, darker. It's a little bit edgier. Cool. Takes cool. place as episode three is happening mm. so far. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Like you see them being given Order sixty six to kill the Jedi and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So so far, it's an interesting idea, and uh, it was interesting enough that like my wife was like, "Yeah, Bad Batch is cool. Let's watch the new one because it just came out." So they're releasing those one at a time at the moment. And so you know, later on when you listener maybe hearing this, they're all out or something. Cool. So yeah, Bad Batch that'll that'll be my recommendation. All right. So far, I think it's pretty cool. Cool. What about you? What is your non-Trek recommendation? It's hard for me to only pick one right at the moment, but I will. I'll just talk about the other one later. You have been doubling up a it's lot. It's true. It's true. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying no more of that. Like a lot of everyone, um, I gained a shitload of weight during the lockdown slash, you know, you can't go out, you should fucking stay home. Because uh, my main excuse was... I'm supporting local businesses by eating a shitload of burgers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I support local businesses. I get fully loaded cheese fries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My mom's coworker recommended this thing called Clean Eats. Um, it's uh, C L E A N E A T Z. It's pre prepared meals. Um, you know, like, uh, there's one that's like steak and eggs and it's like scrambled eggs, uh, really good steak and, um, potatoes, you know, home fries or whatever. And you, it's like, you just pop it in the microwave and you're, you've got a meal and all of them are under 400 calories. Cool. Okay. And, um, I've been on them for about a week and a half to two weeks now and, I'm, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I cook my own, but yeah, but I I do end up kind of making a little too much food exactly. for myself. Exactly, and and it's really hard to control portion size when you make your own food. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like specifically the portion size is already done for you, you know, and you don't have to like weigh it or anything like that. It's done for you, and it's really reasonably priced. Like it's not fucking expensive. You know, because a lot of those things like, you know, especially the really, you know, quote unquote healthy ones are fucking expensive. Yeah. Crazy expensive, especially when you think about like, even if you're just eating like two meals a day, it's gets really up there. But this is this is one of those that's completely reasonable and the food is very, very good. So um, if anybody out there is struggling with their weight like I am, check that out. What's the name of it again? Clean Eats. Uh, with a Z at the end instead of an S. Well, it wouldn't be a startup if we spelled things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Follow us on the Facebook machine if you're still on it. Hey, we're still on it, so we can hang out on that sinking ship together. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll we'll play as the ship goes down, like the 
abandoned Titanic. And yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, just in the movie. Hopefully, those guys got off the boat, and that is not how that actually went down. Oh, it Especially is. Especially the bass player. No, Dude, they they died. You have a flotation device. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that water was cold, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek Stuff Podcast is our Facebook group, so mm-hmm. go ahead and join that. We got Instagram. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Stuff Podcast at on Instagram. That's all one word. Make sure you are supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek Stuff. And if you want to just kind of throw us a buck, you know, you don't, you don't have to do the Patreon thing. Yeah, you don't thing. have to do the Patreon thing. Just send us send us money. Yeah, just send us money. Just It's just some gold press latinum. You don't need it. <laughs> but we do. A lot what are you going to do with it? Send us send us a couple of dollars over at paypal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. Yes. But what we super need, what is a huge, huge, huge help, is reviews. Mm-hmm. Give us the five star or whatever the format is, mm-hmm. wherever you like to listen to our show on whatever app you're into. Yeah. That is a huge help to our show, just giving us a good review. Because, I mean, you know, we, we all check reviews when somebody recommends a show. And yeah. if there's only like one or two reviews, you're like, yeah. So we need your help with reviews more than anything else. Please give us a good review on whatever service you're listening to this shit on. We really love to hear from you. Just email us. Tell us. Uh, I don't care. Tell us about your day. Like, did we cheer you up? Did we make you laugh? Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? We'll take that too. We just want to hear from you. Especially if you're in Space Force. Yes. Somebody in Space Force. There's got to be somebody. Hit us up. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Yes. Let us know about what the fuck is going on in Space, <laughs> Space Force. Force. <laughs> I can't even say it seriously. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, when it's when I say it, it sounds dumb. Service means citizenship. You're doing your part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. A longer. Eh, we're doing like we're averaging about every two weeks or so. Fortnite. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a fortnightish. <laughs> Whenevs. Whenever. We'll Winnevs. Thank you so much for listening. We are out of here. Bye. I don't know if you, I don't know if this. Is, I mean, no. I don't know don't if get this me is wrong. Picking up, but but I'm like, I'm I'm, re, I'm refilling. I'm making a screwdriver, basically. Oh, I can. <laughs> it's tiny, tiny. I can okay. barely hear it. I just, um, did, I just I mean, didn't want it to sound like I'm peeing in the background. <laughs> so I am. He appeals to Ahab as having some as as someone having a, a reputation of someone with great integrity and fearness. Yeah, yeah try all that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but you said like reputation, reputation. Oh, like there's a, a it, it's a it's a lizard thing. I don't know, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, he appeals to Ahab. I mean, the name of the song is Playing, Playing with, with the, the boys. boys. It's so, like... How is it not homoerotic? Like it's, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole I mean, movie kind of is. You know, whole, I'm sorry. The whole movie absolutely is. Yeah. Um, I remember re-watching it a little while later or whatever. You know, I saw it when I was a kid, and I was like, yay, planes! It, you know, that's it. Um, And then I went back and watched it as an adult, and I'm just like, yeah, this this is just like... <laughs> This is gay as hell. I mean, yeah, yeah. The whole, like the, the, I mean, the, 
every scene, there's all these scenes where they're in the locker room and they're all like misty and like beef, you know, beefcakey, yeah. and they're Super. like biting at each other, like all up in each other's faces and like the, yeah. the bite moves at each other and stuff. Yeah, and and, uh, the, and how they have like the life partners, you know, who are their buddies who they fly the planes with, you know, right, like I yeah. mean, come on, it's so. I remember anyway. thinking that I was like, wow, this is like way gayer than uh than i picked up on as a kid of course <laughs> yeah. and then oh, course, right yeah. right then as i was thinking that the, the scene with like their i don't know commanding officer or whatever who was the the principal in back to the future yeah yeah he just screams out yelling i want some butts <laughs> yeah. i was like what? yeah you're not the only one the whole on this movie set. is like that it's crazy <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's so weird. Um, this is still the era where like Rob Halford is out there in full like leather daddy gear yes. and everybody's just like, Fuck yeah, tough yeah. guy hetero yep. music and he's like, yep. No, it isn't. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. Ram it down. <laughs> <laughs> Singing Ram It Down. Oh my. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway That's, that's probably all gonna end up uh extras at the end of the episode oh that's fine yeah <laughs> so bad with the boss <laughs> fuck God. yeah oh yeah there's some movies that are just blatant advertisements for the military too oh yeah you know? totally i mean that was definitely like hello join the air force you know well, and there i know yeah. personally men who were who were dra- who were like yeah okay you know and signed up they were not they're not smart men but you know (laughs) yeah so yeah well the dod will help pay for your movie exactly you have a positive portrayal of the military of the military yeah they will help fund your movie yep if you do some propaganda for them and studios are like hey that saves some money great sure so they hang out with soldiers in a scene or something. I don't know. Which whatever. is why or, you don't. Which is why you don't see a whole lot of movies, except for like indie movies that are not. You know that are that are um, not. Which is why you don't see a lot of uh, you know major motion pictures, except for like indie films, where there is a negative portrayal. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, you know, just think about it for a second and you'll realize that any of those movies that are like talking about how PTSD will fuck your life up and you come home with fucking brain injuries and shit like that. Those are all like indie movies. Yep. They're yep. not major motion pictures, you know. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. But anyway, um, so. <laughs> yeah. There's an episode where he was going to eat uh, like turtle balls or something. Mm hmm. And there was this guy that was there was like, yeah, I'm I'm just not I'm just not eating that. No. <laughs> and Zuma was like, oh, why not? <laughs> why not? Most people are going to be freaked out by eating turtle yeah, balls. Exactly. It's going to give people pause. It's fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, the, my favorite of his roles, not a very good show, but my favorite of his roles was this terrible show called Earth 2. Oh, I remember Earth yeah. 2. Yeah, and he was like the romantic lead. Yeah. He had like, All his that, well, hair was kind of long and shaggy, and he was totally the romantic lead. 
Oh wow! Oh, the the oh, shit. The thing I remember most about Earth Two was that they get there and they're like, "Oh wow, we're." on a, a planet that's mm. like Earth and no one else is here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tim Curry was there. Right. Because <laughs> they were like, holy shit, this show sucks. Find <laughs> someone famous and put them on it. And they're like, what? how? They're all, Who are we going to get? All, they're on a planet that's uninhabited. How do we put a person? And they were yeah. like, I don't give a shit. Just figure it guy, out. <laughs> get Frankenfurter and just... <laughs> He's there. He's just there. Shut up. Let just him keep, eat the yeah. scenery. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Fuck Earth 2. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And he was handsome in that. I mean, he was he was a good looking guy. Like, it was like his kind of like peak, you know, handsome dude age, you know. We have a new planet. <laughs> Um, but so the clown from it lives here. <laughs> we don't know why. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It was terrible. Um, 